The Rangers end a season-long losing streak and then end the weekend by starting yet another losing streak. We're breaking down all that happened in this weekend series, series with Brandon Warren of Locked On Twins. Let's get into it. You are Locked On Rangers, your daily Texas Rangers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are locked on to the Texas Rangers and locked on to the Minnesota Twins. I'm Bryce Patter, host of the Locked On Rangers podcast. Joining me today is Brandon Warren, host of Locked On Twins. We are breaking down this weekend series that just went about like every series has gone for the Rangers the last week and a half. Absolutely terribly, but the Rangers were able to snap their eight-game losing streak with a win on Saturday but started another one in incredibly painful fashion in 13 innings on Sunday. Brandon, how are you doing on this Sunday night? I still can't believe the twins pulled this one off. There were, there were so many different chances for both teams to win in extras and that the twins did it. It just, I'm still reeling from that. So uh, that's kind of my takeaway right now. Yeah. uh, My takeaway is this, I think this might be the worst bullpen in the history of humankind of any kind of pens for bowls, whether it's, you know, some poorly constructed fence made by a toddler to keep a bowl in. I think that might be a more effective bullpen than this Texas Rangers bullpen right now, because it's just, it's just brutal. Literally nothing is going right for this bullpen. I mean, they call up Jonathan Hernandez. And, and he comes and he looks really great, strikes out two, and the slider looks amazing. And then he walks three straight for a shrimp to end this game in the 13th. And maybe thinking, oh, well, Rangers should have gone to somebody else. Well, the only other person in this pen, because it was a 13-inning game, the Rangers couldn't have just had the decency to lose it in the ninth, like uh, you know a sane person would have done. But um, no, they had to use, deplete their entire terrible bullpen to do it as well so this was have you seen a more of a meltdown from a bullpen in a series than than you saw in, in this series because it wasn't just this game it was i mean basically the entire season it's unbelievable and 10 walks 10 walks in the last game of this series that was what surprised me and of course the last one being the one that sealed the game like you said shrimp um yeah, I was worried about the starting pitching matchups for how the Twins would fare. Jordan Montgomery, lefty Twins have struggled against lefties all season long. But the bullpen is what ended up being the difference. Isn't that – it's just something, I mean, I don't know. It's crazy. Yeah, I mean, Chris Stratton is one of the few relievers that I kind of trusted. But in he comes for Jordan Montgomery with the bases loaded. And the first battery faces, he gives up a freaking grand slam. The Rangers had a 5 nothing lead in this one. Like, yeah. Jonah Heim hit a grand slam. He had come off the injured list and had looked just like a shell of himself offensively. Then he boots that one into the seats in right field. And you think, okay, all right, the Rangers might have themselves a split out of this series. That's great. That's a great result for how terrible they've been as of late. I mean, they have now lost first place in the division to the Seattle Mayors. They're no longer tied with the Mariners because the Mayors are playing a bunch of really crappy teams. Uh, very fun for that to all happen in a row. That's uh, super great. Love that scheduling. Um, but, you know, it's fine. I mean, I-, I thought that Jordan Montgomery deserved to go a few more batters. I mean, because like the one thing you can't do in that situation is give up a grand slam. And that's exactly what Chris Stratton did. I mean, Stratton's been mostly effective. He goes multiple innings for the Rangers, which they need because that means it's fewer bullpen arms you have to use. And there's so few guys that you even trust. I mean, Brock Burke looked like he was starting to be 
trustworthy. Leclerc looked like he was starting to be trustworthy and he had to get pulled out. And thankfully Will Smith comes in and strikes out the one batter he faces. But even in that one, there was this drop third strike that could have let the batter reach base. I mean, like, I don't even know what to say about this freaking team anymore, Brandon. Were you, were you just like befuddled at how it felt like this Rangers team just looked inept? even though they've been one of the best teams in baseball for most of the season, even in early August. Yeah. And the Rays have been going through that too, where they've been just incredible to start the season and, and not great sense. No, there were just, there were so many moments in the series where that felt like the Rangers couldn't get out of their own way. And it was indicative of a team that was coming up on a huge losing streak when they came into town. So I, I don't know, man, I, I just thought it was going to be a, a very, very difficult series. Hope the twins could split. For them to take three of four against this Rangers team, I knew something was going to have to be kind of crazy. And uh, <laughs> I mean, 10 walks. I, I still keep coming back to the fact that they walked 10 batters in Sunday's game. And uh, it's astonishing to me because you just don't see that that often. No, you really don't. I mean, it was the usual culprits. I mean, Jonathan Hernandez, he was sent down to the minors because his com his control was just completely off the rails. And he had looked much better in AAA as of late. And he's one of the few guys. This Ranger pen doesn't have a whole lot of guys who just throw premium gas. Mm -hmm. um, I mean, it's basically spores kind of i mean he tops out usually around like 97 98 but there's a lot of spin on that fastball so it, it definitely plays up and you got chapman who can strike anybody out on his day but also is incredibly wild i mean two walks in his one inning of work i mean hernandez faced five batters i think it was and he walked three of them including the game winner so it's just like it's it just everything was going wrong for this Ranger team. The Ranger to get their one win, they had to get Max Scherzer throwing seven innings of two run ball with 10 strikeouts. And even then they couldn't get a single hit with a runner in scoring position. They had to walk their way into it. I mean, they literally did the opposite of what was done to them on Sunday in Saturdays when they had the walk, the hit by pitch, the, the uh, all, all of those bases loaded walks to get full runs across in the top of the ninth inning. And they send, Aroles Chapman in there in the bottom of the in the bottom of the ninth inning with a four run lead and I thought oh my god they really need this one oh my god I don't know that I even trust Aroles Chapman in this situation I mean I've just been so battered and bruised and broken by this freaking baseball team that like it, it just feels like absolutely nothing is going right but it, it seems like things are going right for this Twins team I was a big believer in the Twins I picked them to win the AL Central I mean. A part of that was just because they signed my my large adult perfect son, Joseph Nicholas Gallo. Um, mm -hmm. And the Rangers getting beat by three out of four and Joey Gallo doing like literally nothing in it. Like, I think that's the worst possible result for me personally, like just for all of my agenda and my rooting interest. I don't think there's a worse option <laughs> for this Ranger team. I mean, outside of obviously getting swept. Right, right. And that last uh, that play where Gallo got thrown out of second base. <laughs> It's just like, what are you doing? What's your read on that? I mean, if, if Lowe doesn't recover as quickly, I guess it could be considered a brilliant play tagging and taking that base. But instead we got whatever that was. So yeah, no, I would say that was a pretty low percentile outcome <laughs> for what you wanted to see in that series. No question about it. Yeah. I mean, Joey Gallo is usually a really smart base runner. He's not the fastest guy, but he, he right. makes some really smart base running decisions. The, him coming in and doing that, it's just like very, 
very off kilter and Nathaniel Lowe going from like the worst defensive first baseman at all of major league baseball last year to one of the best this year has been one of the like low key, like really great developments for the Rangers. And it's been really nice, but I, I just, I feel like I can't focus on too much of the good stuff because this team is in such a rough way. They do play three against the Mets coming up. We're going to talk about a little bit of controversy in this series. And we talked a little bit about hit by pitch and there was a very controversial one that happened on this game from Dane Downing. We'll talk about that in just a second. But first, this word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Dave. My financing finance managing can be so intimidating. That's why you need Dave. Dave can make managing your money so much easier with an interest-free extra cash advance, fee-free gold tracking, and easy ways to make to find a side huddle, hustle, and make more money. Dave is a banking app that's leveling the financial playing field. When you download Dave, you get get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit check, no late fees. It's part of Dave's extra cash account. Advance the money you need with no interest, then settle up later. You can even build credit while you settle up on time. Millions of people have already downloaded the Dave app to make their finances easier. So if you're in a pinch, get the help you need by downloading Dave. Download Dave today at dave.com slash MLB. That's dave.com slash MLB. You could get up to $500 in five minutes or less. No credit checks, no late fees. Download the Dave app now or go to dave.com slash MLB. For terms and conditions, go to dave.com slash legal. Eligibility criteria and instant transfer fees apply. Banking services provided by Evolve. Member FDIC. Now, shout out to Everyday, Everydayers for making Locked On Rangers and Locked On Twins your first listen every single day. The Rangers take on the Mets this week and catch every pitch with Hometown Broadcast on Sirius XM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, somehow in the least competitive game that these two teams played, there was some controversy in Dane Dunning hitting Twins catcher Ryan Jeffers with a pitch. And this came the day after Ryan Jeffers had hit the go ahead home run and seemed to admire it. I don't remember him admiring it particularly because I was just so battered and broken by the fact that it happened. <laughs> I was like, you know what, go ahead, celebrate it. My team's downfall is, is happening before my very eyes. Um, what have you. And, and Dane Dunning happened to hit him with runners on the corners, two outs. The second time, that he faced him. It was with the first pitch, but Dane Dunning immediately after he released the pitch, this is the Dane Dunning who it's been very, very much better about not walking everybody. He had six walks in four innings of that game. And also the hit by pitch of Ryan Jeffers. And then immediately the very next inning, well, I guess the second batter twin starting pitcher, Sonny Gray just drilled Mitch Garver with a pitch on a, a pitch that you can't even see in the, the pitch tracking software is just very clearly intentional, just stared him down right afterwards. And I don't know about you. I, I, I got into it with a lot of twins fans on Twitter um, who don't follow me that I was very liberal with my block button um, <laughs> because I was, my team was on an L eight and I Good was, just, not, I, was I was not feeling it. Like maybe no. they were nice people, but I, I was in absolutely no mood, but to me, <laughs> This is very clearly not intentional. Like this is not the team that the Rangers are anymore. They kind of had some moments like that under Chris Young. And they obviously had the Jose Bautista brawl where Matt Bush just drilled Jose Bautista in the last game of the series. It was kind of a Bush move, but it also got Jose Bautista punched in the face. And one of the more iconic moments in Rangers history. But I don't know what, what your thoughts were. But to me, this felt so clearly unintentional and so egregious by a Sonny Gray that was so very obviously intentional that it just felt so stupid. I mean, it, and 
why would they have hit Jeffers on purpose? Yeah, he had uh, admired home run, but like Mitch Garver said, that would have been loading the bases intentionally for Joey Gallo, who, I mean, boomer bust, but if he hits a homer, it's a salami, you know, but I agree with what Garver said. There was no intent there. It made no sense in that situation. And Dunning had kind of lost the zone at that point. So, I mean, honestly, I think it just was a lot of uh, guys trying to be tough for no real reason. And it, it made no sense at all. Yeah. It was just so frustrating because like it, it was so egregious and, the, the hit by pitch of, of Garver who was the only guy who had done really much of anything offensively to that point in the series. I mean, he had a really great series against his former team. Um, I don't know. What are your, what are your thoughts on Mitch Garver and, and seeing his return? And are you at all lamenting with how this offense has, has struggled at times, not having a Mitch Garver on your team? Not so much just because the catching position has been so strong for the twins, uh, especially with Ryan Jeffers. But, uh, you know, always good to see him. He was always good to me when he was in Minnesota. Uh, you know, he became a leader. He was one of the older guys, actually, because he's, you know, he debuted so late because he was a college draft pick. But, uh, you know, nothing but love for Garver from this side of things. And I, that was the other thing that was kind of weird, like getting hit by a pitch here. And, you know, I, I don't know that there was any level of familiarity because so many players changed teams in the meantime. But it just it left kind of a weird vibe. Uh, I'm glad he's doing well in Texas. But yeah, nothing but love here. Yeah, I mean, I have loved having Mitch Garver. I, I remember like kind of looking up his stats in 2019. There was a, a game the Rangers played against Garver uh, or against the Twins in 2019, where I think Garver just went nuts. And I was like, who is this guy? Like, why do more people not know about him? And I was just like, kind of like low key because the Rangers haven't had like a really great catching situation in, in quite a few years. And obviously I was spoiled growing up with Pudge Rodriguez. I mean, right. you know what it's like to have a generational yep. catcher with Joe Maurer. It's like when you, when you've got a guy who can be that great defensively and offensively, it's like, wow, it is just amazing. And Garver is not, you know, the best defender, but having a guy from your catching spot who has got the prodigious power who can go on the kind of streaks that he does. It was like, when the Rangers traded for him, I was like, this is absolutely incredible. Like, here you go. Have, have IKF and the Rangers, like number 15 prospect, whoever, like this yeah. feels like a, a surefire win of a deal. And, you know, it all honestly kind of worked out for the best that he was a little bit injured by the time that he got to the Rangers. So it, you know, forced Jonah Heim into being the starting catcher in 2022, um, the everyday guy. And he thrived in the first half, should have been an all-star last year, then was an all-star this year and has been mostly very freaking good. And now, you know, Jonah Heim went on the IL for a little bit and Mitch Garver gets his offense back because he's catching. He's kind of remembering how to, you know, be more involved every day. And like he's still hitting as a DH, which is like, if I'm looking for positive developments, the fact that Mitch Garver is still crushing it as a DH, like earlier this year, like when he was DHing, he just could not hit. And now he's still DHing and he's still crushing it. That is, if I were to talk about some of the upsides right, <laughs> right. this weekend, then I think that would be it. But I'm curious as to your thoughts about the Rangers coming into this series. I mean, obviously you're catching him at a bad time, but what about this team um, kind of surprised you this weekend? Uh I wasn't surprised by how good the starting pitching was or how good I expected it to be. I thought Montgomery was going to be the toughest matchup just because the twins have been so bad against left-handed pitchers this season, but I had no idea that the bullpen situation had gotten this bad. I, I knew the offense may be a little top heavy, but solid overall, but my goodness, that bullpen, I, no matter what you could have told me at the beginning of this series, I think you would have been underselling it. Yeah, there's definitely um, some ways to 
to undersell it, um, including yeah. one of the more egregious stats that I have ever seen about a bullpen. We're going to talk about that and who on the other team we would steal for our own team. First, let's hear from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Sleeper. Want the chance to win more money with less picks? Head to Sleeper, the number one sports app where you can win up to 100 times your money on just two or more fantasy baseball picks. Do you think that somebody on the Mets, like, I don't know, say Pete Alonso, is going to hit a bunch of homers off this Rangers bullpen? Well, then you can go and make your pits, picks on Sleeper. You can swing for the fences and up to 100 times payouts. All you have to do is choose two or more players that you like, select more or less in their stat categories like home runs, strikeouts, hits, and more. Get your picks right, and you could win big. Use promo code LOCKDOWN, and you'll get up to a $100 match on your first deposit. Terms and conditions apply. See Sleeper's terms and use for details. Currently operational in over 30 states. Check out Sleeper today. Now, shout out to the readers for making Locked On Rangers and Locked On Twins your first listen every single day. The Rangers take on the Mets this week and catch every pitch of the hometown broadcast on SiriusXM. Just download the SXM app and search Rangers. Now, there was this stat about the Texas Rangers bullpen that I saw on Twitter that I had to go and see it about three times before I was sure that it was real. But the Rangers, <clears throat> they have 24 saves this year. Do you know how many blown saves they have this year? Oh man, fifty, twenty-five. So it feels like okay. fifty. <laughs> I was okay. I was considering like the when they call it a blown save with a hole and that sort of thing earlier in the game. So that's why I overshot. Let's see. They are. Uh, let me let me put it this way. They are twenty-four for forty-nine in save chances this year, including okay, that, okay. including two blown saves in this very game. Two different opportunities yeah. to. To bring it home, and they even have two shutout innings from Josh Spores, who came in earlier this month. He, he, Josh Spores is the big will they, won't they of, is he a good reliever, is he not a good reliever? He was a former second-round pick by the Dodgers, always had insane stuff, but just like couldn't quite get it right. And he comes out in this one and throws two perfect innings in the what 11th and 12th or whenever the heck it was. Um, and the Rangers just, of course, couldn't get anything home. I mean, even Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon had a bunch of opportunities with runners in scoring position. They just could not get the job done. Two for seven. Actually, both of these teams yeah, were I each two that. for 17 <laughs> with runners like, in scoring position. How do you do that? I what are the understand. odds? Like, I, that's got to be one of the first times in MLB history that both teams were two for 17 exactly. With runners in scoring position, that's incredible. I, I think so, and I do. I do want to give a shout out to to one one positive thing. Julio Pablo Martinez got his first MLB home run, which they completely undersold the distance. They said it was four hundred and three feet. That thing looked like a freaking moonshot to right yep. field. Good for the kid, a guy who was an international signee out of Cuba. Basically, the Rangers used their their international bonus money that they had saved up for a guy named uh, Shohei Otani that they didn't get. And they went and got this guy out of Cuba who looked like a great prospect, then didn't look like a great prospect, then looked like a guy who they paid, you know, $2.8 million for that was going to be terrible. Then he had eye surgery. Then he started hitting. Then he started having fun with baseball again. And now he's in the big leagues and he's had some moments this year. And um, it's been, it's been nice for the kid to have, some moments like that, um, especially since they have been so few and far between moments of joy with this team in the last 10 days. My goodness yeah. gracious. But um, I'm curious as to your thoughts. If these, if these teams square off in a playoff race, is, is, is this the team that you want to face? I mean, as that they're going right now, it feels like the team that everybody <laughs> yeah. would want to face. That's 
you know, lost nine of the last 10. I mean, is this a matchup you think bodes well for the twins or are you kind of scared that this team might figure it out and be a juggernaut in the playoffs? I think the bullpen is going to be the issue for me. You know, if, if the bullpen remains this shaky, I just don't like Texas then in October. And in that case, yeah, sure. Bring it on. But um, we'll see what happens there. I just, yeah. When, when I look at this Texas team, I am like deathly afraid of the top half of that lineup. They have some really good starting pitching, but the way the playoffs work right now with how they kind of compress the starters and, and rely more on bullpens. I'm not sure. I like that as much. Yeah, that's totally fair. I mean, the bottom half of this lineup is mostly like the the depth of this lineup has mostly been where it's been so dangerous. Not having Josh Young, the uh, what guy who should have walked away with the rookie of the year, <laughs> yeah, but a stupid line drive to the thumb, 109 miles an hour off the bat. Thank you, Jorge Soler, you freaking jerk! How dare you hit that ball so hard at my beloved boy Josh Young and break his thumb? And he's not gonna be back until the middle of September. And the Rangers have also been without Nathan Eovaldi, so. They have been stuck with Andrew Heaney, who is honestly a fine number five starter, but he is still a number five starter. And if you could shove him in that bullpen, uh, maybe he solves some problems back there. Possibly. It's hard, it's hard to see him making it worse with how much of a mess this team has been back there. But um, I'm, I'm curious. We, we are finally, I think, at the the point in the show where we go to which player you would steal on the supposing team. Obviously, there's the Rangers have six All Stars this year, and there's a lot of great choices. You you could go with Josh Young. I mean, if if you're stealing him, by, then by the magic of of this game, he would magically be healed. Um, but I'm curious <laughs> okay. uh, of these Rangers players, who would you most want to steal for your Minnesota Twins? Well, and we discussed this off the air, and I said, well, Seager kind of seems obvious, but does that mean I lose Correa? And then is losing Correa that big of a deal with how he's played this year? So I think I'm going to go with Josh Young because uh, he's he's excellent. I mean, again, assuming he's he's healthy, you said we could take away that issue there. Um, third base has been kind of a tough spot for the Twins this year. Uh, Jose Miranda just did not pan out to start the year, and so they've been kind of patching it together, and now – have been rolling with Royce Lewis there. But if you could offer me Mr. Young, um, or Young, sorry, uh, if you could offer me him, uh, yeah, I'm taking that guy for sure. Yeah, that would be incredibly painful for uh, two of my large adult sons to be on the Twins. I might just have yes. to jump fully on that Twins bandwagon because hey. uh, I have always loved me some Joey Gallo and Josh Young. I've watched that kid since he was at Texas Tech while I was there, and he was a freshman, and I was um, an old man of 21 years old at the time. Um, <clears throat> but if I could steal somebody from this Twins team, hmm, you know – it's really a mystery what part of this team I'd want to shore up. Yeah, I'm taking, you, you yeah. did mention that, and I was like, okay, yeah. You, you said it off the air, and I'm like, yeah, I know I'm where he's going. I'm taking Duran. I mean, taking literally anybody from this bullpen because give me one more reliever. Give me anybody, a guy who throws 117 miles an hour with a a splinker. Is that is that what it's? I think the I pitching, guess, yeah, pitching ninja is called it. The splitter slash sinker. That's. 8 billion miles an hour is just like a completely unfair pitch. Well, and so the Rangers so, even got some hits off of him. That's a base runner off of him. They still couldn't win. Like, Oh my gosh. Cra Steve. Crazy story alert about Duran Splinker. I had Lane Adams on the show uh, last week and he said that he thinks at summer camp when the minor leaguers were at, at the minor league camp and not having games that allowed Duran the opportunity to practice that splinker without having to worry about walking guys in real games. 
So he's convinced that while Duran always had that heat, that that time off from actual games made his secondary stuff better, which is is almost kind of too good to be true, don't you think? It really does feel like it's too good to be true. Like it's honestly insane. But the logic and makes sense. It, it, it logically makes sense. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it makes sense. It also makes sense that uh, somehow Aroldis Chapman, his his hardest pitch is his sinker that he only like, I think he only throws with two strikes to get so much more whiffs than a four seamer, yeah. which like also makes no sense. I don't I don't think this is what I think Chapman was just throwing four seamers when he was with Cincinnati and the Cubs and right. um, and the Yankees. Am, am I wrong in thinking that? But I'm pretty sure it's just the four seamer, not the two seamer that had this crazy movement on it. Well, and I mean, I think he doesn't need that many different pitches at that velocity. So for me, it's like it's splitting hairs, man. It's 98 on the low end. I was seeing that come in. I'm like, oh, a little bit down from last time. And then he starts pumping 101, 102. And I was like, never mind. I, I take it back. Yeah. And this Twins <laughs> team is is a team that I've I've really believed in. I'm, I'm wishing good things for them outside of next weekend. If y'all could just like. True tap the brakes just a little bit i mean the division's locked up man just slow your roll it's 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 fine like well in the, in the meantime they're playing cleveland so they can make up ground or take you know make up distance between them and cleveland and then go into texas and do whatever you want is what i assume you're asking for here yeah just like <laughs> just like chill I, I think the most maddening part of this whole weekend was dallas keichel throwing five shutout innings against this offense that needed to score runs. Like, are you freaking kidding me? Dallas Keuchel, literally my greatest tweet of all time was back when Keuchel was getting absolutely cooked. And I said, they should, Dallas Keuchel should have to change his name to Houston Keuchel because he sucks now. And um, <laughs> you know what? I saw him in a Rangers uniform last year. Was it last year or was it two years ago? I can't even remember. Uh, all, all, the bad, all the bad years blurred together. But like, those were some of the worst starts I've ever seen anyone in Texas. It was last year. Um, he had yeah, that's right. two starts, 10 innings, a 1260 ERA. And it, hard to do. It, it felt like it should have been higher, honestly. Like it was some of the worst starts I've ever seen by any Texas Rangers pitcher. And I've seen clearly a lot of bad pitching by True. Texas Rangers pitchers. Like it was this. And this rotation was just in such a rough way last year to see how much they improved. It was phenomenal. I mean, just from the offseason of signing to Grom, which we all saw how that happened. And Nathan Ivaldi, who we did not see this week and haven't seen in a little while. Hopefully we'll be seeing him back maybe the end of this week, maybe next week. I, I, I don't know. It, it depends. And then you go trade for two more starters and Max Scherzer and Jordan Montgomery. And while he's not peak Max Scherzer, he's been mostly pretty good for pretty this good. team. And to see that biggest flaw, which was such an exposed, horrendous flaw last year, like the offense was fine. It was a pretty good offense, but like it was so masked by how bad the starting pitching was. And the bullpen was even better last year. It was just overtaxed because your reliable starters last year were John Gray for a couple months, Martin Perez all year, who um, we've really fallen back down to earth, kind of Dane Dunning, and then a whole bunch of mess and then to see them address their biggest weakness to you know go out and sign all these guys and to get the improvements from the young guys like josh young like billy Tavares, who was incredible for the first half like ezekiel duran was for most of the first half like i mean adoles garcia is like walking now which he never ever did <laughs> at all last year and now he's, he's your pace like, yeah it's like it's incredible and 
then to see them, it feels like waste this season. Like I don't want to quite yet. I'm I'm just about ready to stick a fork in this freaking team because they're done. They're cooked. Like they, <laughs> if you have this bad a bullpen and you can't come back late in games, like you're not going to win every game 12 nothing like you were early on in the season. And they're not really winning any games 12 nothing right now, let alone just winning games. Like, oh, this is so incredibly maddening. Like, this is what I wanted. I wanted this team to be competitive this year. And I forgot how miserable it is to be competitive when you're losing, man. This sucks. Nobody wants to be in that ether of like 84 wins or whatever, because it's just not entertaining. You win then you lose, then you win, then you lose. And there's very little like streaks to get excited about. And so, no, you don't want to be in that weird place. You either want to be real good or real bad because the middle ground is, is no bueno. No, it's not bueno at all. I mean, and if, if I knew that Jacob DeGrom was going to be pitched for a month <laughs> and yeah. Corey Seager was going to miss two months and Adolis Garcia was going to, well, you know, turn into this and Jonah Heim was going to miss time and Josh Young was going to miss time. It's just like, I don't know. Like if, if you told me this is, this is where they were without like the context of the last like week. And they literally just right. went on an eight game winning streak, like to start this month. And it was like, everything's great. Everything's amazing. Everything is awesome. Like they say in the Lego movie. And then everything is terrible and horrendous. And I am so down bad and mad online that I haven't been out Texas Rangers baseball in a long time. It's nice to have strong feelings about a team um, and wanting to defend them. But, uh, I would like for the next series that these two teams play to go a little bit better for my team. But just if you lose, get your butts beat. Don't let the bullpen <laughs> blow it late because I can't I can't handle the, any more of those games, man. I'm so I'm so broken. No, it's exponential. The later in games that they blow that your blood pressure goes up. I, I'm convinced because it's almost a relief if you're down quite a bit early because there's there's less pressure. It's just kind of chipping away back much like the twins did today, but I don't know those high intensity innings. They're just, they're not good for you, man. And then when they're high intensity and then negative besides, mm -mm. Nope. There've been too many of them. And almost all the games in that losing streak outside of the, the big blowout on, what was it? Was that Friday? Yeah. Friday night. They were all close games and almost all of them mm -hmm. were ones that were either blown by the bullpen or, um, well, that's pretty much it. They just pretty much all been blown by the bullpen. But Brandon, it, the only baseball joy I have felt this week outside of that brief fleeting win was talking Rangers and Twins baseball with you. Where can the oh. fine folks listening to Locked on Rangers find you and all of your good work? Uh, I say on Twitter at Brandon underscore W-A-R-N-E, but I don't think I would follow me there. I, I lead every show with that. So, um, but yeah, otherwise, Locked on Twins, wherever you get your podcasts, YouTube, all that fun stuff. Well, Lock on Twins fans, you can find me on Twitter at Bryce Patrick. And Rangers fans, if you want to follow um, Joey Gallo and all of his his doings and wish him well like like I do, then you will, also, you will also listen to Locked on Twins. But Brandon, it's been an absolute Please joy, do. much more joy than the baseball this weekend. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. And until next time, oh, I can't even say don't forget to enjoy first place. Enjoy second place Texas Rangers baseball. <laughs> Oh.